0: Hello, and welcome to Younger Dumb. We're back with another episode this week, and we have a new guest. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Um, I'm
1: Lexi. I'm a licensed cosmetologist. I've been licensed for a little over four years, and I've had my own small business um, in cosmetology for three years.
0: Welcome to Younger Dumb. My name's Mariana, and I'm interested in learning a variety of topics. But the thing is, I'm not much of a reader join me as I interview a mix of people in different careers or topics to see if I'm just new to adulting and haven't learned this stuff yet, or if I should have known this information already. Nice. So what do you do at your small business?
1: I mainly focus on waxing. I do a lot of body waxing, like Brazilians, eyebrows, and then I do some lashes. I do um, Ombre Powder brows, which is another service that um, I did have to get certified for. Um, yeah, I'm kind of trying a little by little just different beauty services. Um,
0: yeah. What school, well, what schooling did you do? Like, how long was it?
1: It was ten and a half months, so I had to do 1,500 hours. I did full-time school. Did you like it? Um... I like some parts of it, but we did focus a lot on hair, and I don't really like to do hair that much. So whenever we had, like, waxing services come in, I was usually the one to take them, or facials. So um, when I started, I didn't actually know that esthetician school was a thing. I thought Mm -hmm. everything was just under cosmetology. So I did cosmetology school, and then I decided that... Later on, I knew I didn't want to do hair, but I finished out the program so that way I can get my license, and then I can kind of focus on different things.
0: So cosmetology was like everything. It was like hair, nails, makeup, and skin. And waxing? Yeah. And, and skin. Yeah. Are those so, all different?
1: Yeah. So okay. skin is considered like facials and waxing, um, but the difference between esthetician and cosmetology is estheticians mainly do um, massage they do facials they do um, like chemical peels and stuff so they um, use like different machines to give facials mm-hmm. um, and then waxing but with us we just learned like the basics of facials so we didn't get to do um, like the different machines and stuff and the chemical Peels. We did, like, very basic facials, mm-hmm. um, and then, yeah, waxing.
0: So you would have wanted to do the esthetician one? Yeah.
1: So when I started, I think I was, like, a month or two in. They had taught us about, like, the different schools. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was kind of too late, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was a little too late, so I was
1: like, oh, I'll just finish it out.
0: Yeah. yeah. For a month in, and then you found out about the school. Esthetician school, so I did. Yeah. So, it was your, so you, what didn't you like about cosmetology?
1: Um, I just don't like doing highlights. What are highlights? Um, so it's basically like uh, lightening the hair in between foils. Oh. So usually when you see people with a head full of foils. I know what
0: highlights are. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's, that's highlights.
0: Okay, okay I'm dumb. <laughs> it's okay. That's why we're here. There's different highlights in right. cosmetology. So I was just clarifying which right. one. Right. Yeah, so hair highlights you didn't yes. like. Okay. Okay. So you got your certificate in brows. Is that like the permanent eyebrows that are like tattoos, or is that different? Mm-hmm.
1: Yes and no. So it is semi permanent, but it is pretty similar to microblading. Um, it's only done with like think of like a smaller version of a tattoo needle. Um, So it's done the same as, like, a tattoo would, but you're not going as deep into the skin. So you're only going through the first layer, Mm -hmm. which creates the powder effect. um, So you kind of make, like, an ombre effect on the brows. Mm -hmm. And then um, it doesn't last forever, so you have to get touch-ups once or twice a year, depending on, like, your skin type. And then from there, you'll um, decide, like, if you want to keep it up or if you want to, like, stop it. But it's not as permanent as microblading.
0: Mm -hmm. Did you also learn how to do, like, the eyelashes?
1: Yes. So a family member on my husband's side, he was the one who, or she
0: was the one
1: who um, taught me how to do them. She was doing them for, I think, like six years when she um, decided to stop um, because she was pursuing her um, RN license. She taught me how to do lashes so that way I could offer them. Um, so that was about two years ago that I started doing lashes. Oh, so it wasn't in
0: cosmetology. School. No.
1: And when I started cosmetology, lashes were still really new, so it wasn't included. But I do think that now they do include it. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive though.
0: Yeah. What would you say was your hardest? What was the biggest struggle, and when you went to cosmetology school?
1: Um. Honestly, I think it was being pregnant. <laughs> so that's not what everyone experiences, but, um, yeah. Because it's a lot of on your feet. Yes. Yeah. So I got pregnant, I want to say, like, three months in. Two mm. or three months in. So, Out of a ten-month um, program? Yes.
0: Let me remind you guys.
1: Yes. So, um, <laughs> I graduated eight months pregnant. And, yeah, it was very difficult. Like, towards the end... Um, Like, they wanted you to look professional, even though you were in school, so they wanted Mm -hmm. you to wear, like, light makeup, like, wear, like, somewhat, like, nice attire, even though it had to be all black. Mm -hmm. Um, And towards the end, I started to slack on those things because I was just so exhausted and just not not myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to finish the program, though, before I had my baby, so I was like, this is now or never. So Mm -hmm. I made sure I was there every single day. I didn't miss any days um yeah were they
0: allowing you to sit
1: during um sometimes it depended on what the service was um Mm -hmm. I would either sit while I was doing like a certain part of the hair or um they would give me breaks like in between like big services Mm -hmm. so yeah it just depended. but
0: nice so how much stuff would you say from cosmetology school or with your licenses that you use now Like, do you feel like you use, like, half of it or less than half of it?
1: Um, I think I use it a pretty good amount because, uh, even though I don't do hair, a lot of people come to me for advice on, like, getting their hair done. Like, Mm -hmm. what's, like, an achievable goal or, like, what's good products to use. Even if it's just, like, a shampoo, Mm -hmm. um, I can offer them, like, different product ideas depending on, like, what they're looking for. Like, if they want to get length or if they want to treat their damaged hair or if they... Um, have color-treated hair, anything like that, I do try to help people out with that. And then um, on my, like, waxing part, um, I might teach people a lot about their skin, a lot of things that people don't know or may not, um, like, think goes with waxing and stuff. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I do think I use it, like, maybe, like, 50-75% of the time.
0: On the subject of waxing, you do Brazilians.
1: Yes. <laughs> How is that? Um, at first it was very scary and intimidating, because mm-hmm. you're in a room, and you're either with someone you do know, or you're with someone you don't know, and either way, it's which kind of one, scary. Which
0: one do you prefer? Um,
1: well, now I don't mind either. Okay. Like, at first it was definitely, I think I wanted people I didn't know, mm-hmm. because it was it was definitely, like, intimidating, um, but I did practice on a lot of people I didn't know at first, because mm-hmm. it's like, that's the only way I was getting clientele, so... It was kind of, like, my friends and family. Mm -hmm. So it was very intimidating at first. Um, But now it's, like, nothing to me. Really? Yeah. So even, like, when I do friends now, like, they're more scared than I am. Yeah. But, like, after, like, we get through with them, they're like, okay, like, it was worth it.
0: What's your procedure? Like, do they come in and they undress in front of you and then they clean themselves? Um, What? Explain it. Okay, so... I used to do it both ways. Um, so I used to do it where
1: the person would come in and I would leave the room while they would undress. Um, I would provide wipes so they couldn't like, wipe themselves and then they would lay down on the bed. Um, I would either give them a towel or if I'd seen them a couple times they didn't really care about the towel anymore. Um, and then I guess more recently, like once I got more comfortable with people, um, I would just kind of get myself ready so I would use hand sanitizer, get my gloves, um, like mix the wax pot and everything while they were getting undressed and doing all of that stuff. Um, so, but that way when I was done doing what I needed to do, they were already laying on the bed like ready. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely a process and the first time is a little bit scary, but um, I feel like I do pretty well with like making people comfortable so that they forget about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and then they're like, okay, like, I can just undress, like, right away and, like, mm-hmm. lay down and it's, like, nothing. How long does it take to do? Um, about 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. Even
0: if they're, like, squirming?
1: Um, well, I mean, if they are, it takes a little bit longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but usually I would say the first time is around, like, 15 minutes. And then people who I've been seeing for a while... They come every four weeks, and it's like... Is that the
0: recommended four weeks? Yeah,
1: between four and six weeks. So it just kind of depends on, like, how fast your hair grows, um, if you have more coarse hair. Some people are like, I want everything gone. I don't want the stub or anything, so they'll come, like, every three to four weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, But usually we don't recommend less than three weeks, and no more than six, because then it's Mm a little more out of hand. (laughs) And you're not supposed to shave it, right? No. So, if you're going to wax, you need to stick to just waxing and mm-hmm. no shaving in between. Because then it's basically like you're starting over. So, you're, yeah. you're going to be starting over the hair growth and everything. So, yeah.
0: Have you done it done?
1: Oh, yeah. I do myself.
0: Yeah? Yeah. It doesn't hurt? Oh, it hurts. I feel like it'd be worse doing it for yourself because oh, yeah. you know when you're about to pull it. Oh, yeah.
1: So, it took me about two years to be able to do my own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was trading services with someone and then eventually once I stopped I was like alright well now I need to do it to myself because I don't want to go back to shaving so mm-hmm. yeah I just put some music on and motivated myself I was like I'm not leaving this room until mm-hmm. it's done And then I just kept being consistent with it. And, yeah, it definitely is hard. Like, there's some spots that are hard for me to pull. Mm -hmm. So I just, like, don't think about it. I just, like, lay it on. I'm like, all right, ready, set, go. Yeah. And I just do it. Because I'm like, the longer I think about it, the longer I'm sitting there thinking, like, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. So, yeah. That's good for you. Yeah. (laughs) It took a long time (laughs) to be able to do it. But um, even when I do myself, I would say it takes, like, maybe 20 minutes because it's longer because I have to, like, go back and forth between the pot and everything and then lay down or
0: whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to someone about it, um, my cousin about it. She says you do the butthole, too. Yes. So how do they sit?
1: Um, personally, I just have people do knees to chest, so they kind of, like, hug their legs. mm mm-hmm. um, Everybody does it differently. Some people will have you go, like, on all fours. Some people will have you um, lay on your side. So it just depends on the waxer. But I mm-hmm. think that way is the easiest because they're already laying on their back. Yeah. So they just pick their legs up, and then we finish. So, yeah, that's considered a full Brazilian. Mm-hmm. So that's everything.
0: Have you had to turn people away because of <laughs> the smell?
1: <laughs> um, no.
0: No, I haven't.
1: Usually, people who come to me personally are very clean,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like they, and that's why I provide wipes, because I'm like...
0: Just in case. Yeah,
1: they should be using the wipes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like, I recommend taking a shower before if you can. Sometimes people come from like, like work, so they can't, but mm-hmm. I'm like, if you can, try to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I haven't had any issues home-based. Yeah.
0: Have you worked at a salon? Is that what they're... Is that where... Yes. That happens, salon? Um, well, it's, like, a studio. Studio. Um,
1: so I worked at European Wax Center for a short period of time, um, this past year. And I just, it wasn't for me. Um, I did like it. It was, like, a very good environment. All the girls were really friendly. Like, I had a great manager and stuff. Um... But yeah, there was just a couple different reasons why, like, I just don't think it was the right fit for me. Um, Also, having kids it's really hard to work somewhere. It's really hard to work somewhere where um, someone needs to watch your kids, so like paying for daycare or having a family member watch them. Mm -hmm. um, That gets kind of tough, so working from home, it is a little bit easier to be
0: flexible, so that's why I decided to go back
1: to working for myself.
0: Did you have your company before you had kids yes no 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 (laughs) you've always had kids since you started your yes oh that makes sense because you yeah you yeah yeah, you didn't finish school until yeah oh so do you feel nervous or anxious ever having like people especially new clients coming into your house when your kids are around
1: um so I did at first but I feel like I can give, like, a good judgment on, like, the person just based off of, like, um, like, when they book their appointment, usually I would take a deposit or they would put a card on file. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is kind of, like, giving me the, um, I can't think of
0: the word. Like, reassurance?
1: Yes, like, giving the reassurance that the person is there and going to be respectful and, like, respectful of my time, respectful of my home, mm-hmm. um, I haven't really had a situation where the person wasn't respectful of that, um, but I'm sure there are people who do, so I think it is kind of taking a risk, but, I mean, I just do because I provide, like, for my family, so. Mm -hmm.
0: What policies or, like, procedures did you put in place with having your own, like, home-based company?
1: Um, I do the card on file, so once the person books, they put that on file. And when they confirm their appointment, they're saying that they are going to show up. And if they don't or they um, cancel within 24 hours, that they're going to um, pay a 50% service fee. So whatever the price of the service was, they would pay 50% of that, and it would be charged to that card. Um, I give them one more chance to book after that just because sometimes things happen last minute, Mm -hmm. and I get it. It was really hard to be, like, consistent with that because I was always trying to be nice and, like, be, Mm -hmm. like, a good business owner and be like, you know what, like, we'll just forget that. But I started to be more strict on it just because I know that it's my time that I'm giving away. Yeah. So I need to be compensated in some way.
0: Yeah. Do you allow people to bring guests or do you like them to show up at home?
1: I do allow it to a certain extent. So if someone's, like, bringing their boyfriend, I Mm -hmm. wouldn't allow that just because... That's mm-hmm. a little uncomfortable for me, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I like, if someone has to bring their kid for whatever reason, depending on the age of the kid, um, I'll let them bring them for, um, like, a quick service, like a wax. But if they want to bring them for, like, lashes or brows, like, that takes a little bit longer. So um, usually kids can't be occupied for yeah. that long of a time. So it just depends on the service, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly, like, if they want to bring a friend, I usually... Like, we'll be okay with it, because, like, sometimes you need that moral support, especially when it's your first wax or mm-hmm. your
0: first <laughs> whatever service. I would not bring a friend. What do I need Some two people... people to see my, my area for? <laughs>
1: Some people do, and that's okay. Um, and sometimes the people will get it done together, so they're like, okay, so oh, okay. i together. A, yeah,
0: yeah, maybe then. Yeah. yeah, or,
1: like, they'll hold each other's hand or whatever yeah. they gotta do. So, um, situations like that, I don't mind. It just... Like, I would say mainly just, like, if a man wanted to come with their girlfriend or whatever to mm-hmm. their appointment, um, I would just probably say no.
0: Yeah. Do you do nails, like acrylics?
1: Um, I tried for a little bit, um, maybe, like, two years ago. But it is very expensive. It is probably one of the most expensive um, beauty services to offer just because you have to buy multiples of each color um you need to have all of that on hand and everything has just gone up in price and i would say that's like one of the highest like that's why they're so expensive now like you can't mm-hmm. get a set for 25 anymore you mm-hmm. have to pay at least like 50 plus to get like a good length and get designs and all that stuff yeah. so um i just didn't think it was for me like investment wise it just wasn't
0: mm-hmm. yeah how do you determine what services is it based off of just what you like doing or what's feasible with pricing like with supplies
1: um I would say mostly what I like doing because I did also do facials for a little bit of time when I first started um but I did kind of see the like the income wasn't as good with um what I was purchasing Mm -hmm. so I just kind of um took that off of my service list once I started to go low on like all the products because mm-hmm. it was just a lot of products to buy back up just to do one or two services a month mm-hmm. um so it just wasn't the best you know option for me right Yeah.
0: Now. so right now you do waxing and the brows yes which one do you prefer
1: um waxing yeah yeah just because one it's faster like I can do I could probably get three to four people done in one hour um, so I feel like time, um, like, am not wasting as much time doing it. Um, lashes I love also, but I'm not really... It's not, like, my number one just because of how long it takes. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can only charge so much per hour, you know. How
0: long do they take?
1: Um, they can take about, like, a- on average it's like two
0: hours. And what is this? Is this, like, adding the little hairs in them? Yes. So oh. it's um, either one lash per lash, or you could do, like, a
1: small fan of, like, I would say, like, four to five lashes per one lash, and you mm-hmm. have to make those fans while you're, like, you mm-hmm. have to make each fan as you go, so yeah. that does take a lot of time, so it is very time-consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, prices for that has also gone up recently, so it's kind of, like, competitive, um, but still, like, you can only charge so much, Yeah. Know?
0: How do you determine that? Do you just, you take however much it costs for the products, and then you're like, okay, I want 50% of this, so then you just add those um, on top of each other? Was that too personal?
1: So no, so that's how you should do it, but, oh, you pers- know, <laughs> well, <laughs> you should do it that way, but um, I just kind of go based off of, like, um, big companies' prices, and then people around me, like, small businesses' prices, so... Um, Like, I'll go based off of the big companies, the people who own, like, suites or, like, studios. They work for themselves, but they work in, a like, a building. Mm -hmm. Um, And then people who work from home, like, be in their own, like, extra room or space. So that's kind of where I get my pricing from. So I'll either be, like, right in between everything, um, or if I do specials, it will be a little bit lower. So
0: it just kind of depends. Yeah. Would you ever want to be in a suite? Or do, um, do a suite? What is the correct terminology?
1: Yeah. Do like, a suite? No, I want to be in a suite. Be in a suite? Yeah. Um, I mean, I wanted to at one point, but I just think financially it's smarter to be home just because mm-hmm. that extra expense isn't going to someone else.
0: So the suite is where you pay for the space,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but they pay for all your products?
1: No, so you pay for the space and you provide all of your own products. Oh. So it's basically just like a more professional environment mm-hmm. to take your clients in. Yeah. But it can cost anywhere from like maybe $900 to like maybe 250 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, it just depends on the area that you're trying to work in. It depends on how big the room is. It depends on if you're going to need water in your room. Um,
0: do they also take part of your commission?
1: No, not usually.
0: No. You just pay, like, the flat rent.
1: Yeah, basically, yeah. So you're yeah. basically paying another rent on top yeah. of your home. So I'm cutting out that and just paying, like, yeah. um, when I do, like, my taxes at the end of the year, you take a part of your home, like, a percentage of your home that you're using for your business, and you put it into the, mm-hmm. um, like...
0: I know what like? you mean, but I don't know the word. But I know what you yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah. Like a write-off. Yes yeah was that the word yes yeah write it off you just write it off so is your end goal to eventually have your own salon completely or do you like the size that your business is at right now
1: I did want that at one point but I just think it's one it's a little bit more managing because you're going to be managing other people as well Mm -hmm. um I'm just kind of happy where I'm at right now like I'm able to be home like with my kids when I need to be um, it's easier to take clients last minute because I'm already at home. Mm-hmm. So I think I do like where I'm at now. I don't really. And plus, like, there's a lot of people now who are owning their own suites and renting them out. Um, so it was a it was a dream, I guess, at the time. But mm-hmm. now that it's becoming so common, it's not really yeah as easy anymore. You know,
0: do you have like a busy season. Like, is it busy yes. in the summer?
1: Yes, so mm-hmm. I will say that's another thing I do not like about waxing specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, it does get very, very slow um, once like October hits, um, because people are not, you know, like you mm-hmm. don't shave your legs every <laughs> every couple weeks in the winter like you do in the summer. Yeah, um, so it's a little different. Um, I would say it's definitely slow in the winter.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do people get their Legs and armpits waxed by you, or do they just come for their? Coaching? Um, sometimes,
1: sometimes it depends. Some people are like, "Oh, I want my Brazilian and my underarms done every single time." Um, sometimes people will do legs if they're going out. Um, just it takes a lot longer to do legs. There's mm-hmm. a lot more surface area, mm-hmm. and it takes a lot more product. So, um, yeah, it's like an extra expense for a lot of people. Not there's not a lot of people who do legs consistently.
0: Mm-hmm. So, is that kind of, like, the private area where you need to do it consistently? Yes. All of them are, like, that you need to just do yeah. one.
1: I mean, legs is a little more lenient. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, Brazilian area, if you're going to do it once and then shave, like, you're going to, you're not going to see as good results, because um, when you wax, your hair thins out, um, it grows back a little bit more sparse, so it won't be as thick. Um, it takes a little bit longer to grow back, so, um... Usually, people um, experience less ingrown hairs as well, so it just kind of depends if you want to see those results or if you're just doing it for like a one-time thing. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's great. I highly, highly recommend it to anybody who's interested in trying it out. It's really beneficial if you have like ingrown prone skin, if you get a lot of razor bumps. If you have dark skin, um, it's actually a natural exfoliant waxing so yeah i know it's it's a hard thing to get past the pain just like
0: like the in between the lips yes <laughs> i just that just is insane to think about the pain that will happen the pain only lasts one to three seconds after the pull Okay, so you know how when people get like their back or like their chest shaved, they pull it off and then they hold it. You mean wax? Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah wax.
1: What did I say? Shaved. Oh yeah, wax. Mm-hmm. And they hold it. Mm-hmm. Do you hold it? Yes. Okay. So that helps also with like that yeah. sting, that immediate sting. Um, mm.
0: Yeah. <laughs> One day, maybe. I think a lot
1: of people are very dramatic
0: like if you've, ever seen, well, if you've ever
1: seen like movies and stuff or like videos of people getting waxed like especially on social media like mm-hmm. one they're not even pulling it right so you're going to experience more pain if you're not pulling it right
0: and uh-huh. yeah you're just are you supposed to go in towards the hair you pull it up or away because you know how like they so, grow certain yeah
1: so your hair growth let's say your hair growth is growing down yeah you're going to apply the wax down and you're going to pull up
0: Okay. Are there different kinds of waxes for each body part or just like in general?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so there is three different kinds of wax, like main kinds of wax. I wouldn't say it's really for different body parts. It's just kind of personal preference on both the waxer and the person getting waxed. Um, so the first one is soft wax, which is what people are a lot more familiar with. It's usually, if you've ever gone to, like, a nail shop and you got your eyebrows waxed, mm-hmm. um, they use soft wax, which is where they apply it, and the consistency is never fully hardened, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they put that little cloth strip over it, and then they pull it off. So there's, like, a little white cloth strip that they'll put on the wax, so it mm-hmm. adheres to the strip and to the hairs, and then they pull it off okay and then hard wax is what i use i use it all over the body so on the face um all over the body and that hardens completely and you pull that so Mm -hmm. instead of adding an extra strip you're just pulling the wax itself and you
0: leave like a little lip of it yes yeah Um, i think that's what i use okay when i've just been waxing with my friends okay yeah we do that yeah. Like that's in college, scary. you never would just go to Walmart and buy a little no. kit and wax your eyebrows. That oh. was
1: terrifying. Okay. We used to
0: do that all the time. I would, our nose, them,
1: I would tweeze them before I would wax
0: them. Oh, no. You, so you
1: would do your nose? Yeah. I've done
0: my nose before. The Q-tip in there, you yank it. You don't do a Q-tip. It. No, that's but, what we, in college, that's what we did.
1: Yeah, Um. The, the cotton will come off of the stick. No, we take it off. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, not everybody does it that way.
0: No, I learned the hard way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, there you go. Um, What's the third type?
1: <laughs> the third type is sugaring. Um, so that's like the most natural type of wax. So it's made with honey, sugar, and lemon juice. Mm-hmm. So some people make it, some people buy it. Um, but it's basically just heated up sugar. And it, it's like a sticky consistency. So the way they wax is they actually go the opposite direction of the hair growth and then they pull with the hair growth
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um and they use their hand so they have a glove on their hand and they get like a big wad i've never done it personally i've just seen it um and they get a big wad of it and then they just kind of spread it on your skin and then they like flick their hand and like flick it off and like it pulls up the hair with it and they just keep using that same one in whatever area they're i feel like i've seen tiktoks of this Yeah, so some people like it better, I mean, I've never done it, I've never, like, I don't know, I've never personally experienced it, so I really don't know, Mm -hmm. um, but from what I can think of how it would feel, I feel like it would hurt more, but some people say it hurts less, I really don't know, but Mm -hmm. personally, I think hard wax is the best way to go, just because it's the least amount of products you're buying, Mm -hmm. um. Some brands, you can spread it pretty pretty thin, so you're not using as much product on um, each person. Yeah, I just prefer hard wax. Yeah,
0: I think that's the one I did. Yeah. It has to be, because I never used a white strip okay. to take it off. Do you do threading?
1: No. We did learn
0: threading in school, but it's very hard. hmm I don't know how those people do it. Yeah, I know. That, I think, hurts more than the waxing yeah I prefer waxing I've gotten
1: threaded before mm-hmm. um I actually
0: prefer threading usually but in a time crunch I just wax. Them. see I feel like I don't know maybe the place I went to just wasn't good mm-hmm. but I felt like I had more like pinched skin it does feel that way yeah
1: but it's not pinching your skin
0: oh
1: I mean well, unless yeah, they not. really were pinching
0: your skin <laughs> I don't know um I don't know either I never went back. I usually just have people I know do my eyebrows with, like, tweezers. Yeah. Right. I, I it. honestly, I tweezed my eyebrows before I came here. <laughs> they needed it. Mine, too, but I don't get that close to the camera, so you can't. You I
1: don't know what else i going
0: to say. It's kind of threading. Threading. So you worked at European Wax. Mm-hmm. what was the pay situation like? Was it commission? Was it hourly?
1: Um, so they did hourly, so your starting pay was, I don't know if I to say that. You don't have to. Okay, so. But it was like
0: an hourly pay.
1: Well, it was hourly, and then you got bonuses based on um, different, like, metrics for, like, the week or the month or the pay period. Um, whatever they were measuring on if you got like above whatever percentage or whatever amount um, that's how much your bonus was Mm -hmm. so it wasn't really commission it was more so just bonuses every month and then you got your base pay and then the base pay was um, changed like you can get um, a bonus or not a bonus what's the word like a commission no like a raise yes Mm -hmm. You can get a raise based on what level you are. And the level is based on how fast you wax, like how – while you're keeping your numbers up. So, like, if you're selling product and you're um, getting people to add-on services and they come in and stuff like that.
0: So So could you keep clients – like, if someone came to you one time at European Wax, could they request you again? Yes.
1: So, yeah, that was basically either they can request you or they could – pre-book their next appointment with you. So once they finished the service, they would go out to the front, and then the person at the desk would ask them if they wanted to rebook their next appointment um, in four to six weeks. So then they would say yes or no, and then they would pick the date, and then that way um, they were already on the books for the next month. So that way I knew, one, that person was coming back, and two, that, like, that day I would have at least one person mm-hmm. that I had seen before.
0: Did you only have to go in when you knew you would have clients, or were you, mm-hmm. like, you had a schedule?
1: Yeah, we had a schedule. So, I was there um, four days a week. So, you had to have one evening day that you were working and one weekend day that you were working. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you kind of got to choose your schedule when you started. Um, and then you could pick up shifts shifts at either your wax center, or you could pick it up at, um, like, a district white
0: um, mm-hmm. center so someone yeah. else um, yeah at least once a video i forget what question i have and i literally was just about to ask it to you okay no, don't get to pick you no. oh Do they do, I haven't been to to that place, the only kind of, I'll say like cosmetology, spa place I've gone to is like a massage place, so I've never walked into any of these kind of buildings. Uh Do they do other things besides waxing, like do they do facials?
1: Um, At European Wax Center they do not, they only do waxing, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we also offer, if you get your brows waxed, you can also get a complimentary like fill-in so we had um, a brow powder, we had a brow pencil, and we had a brow gel, so like a, with a spoolie. Mm-hmm. So we could do any of those on someone, but nothing was like, nothing was outside of waxing. They wouldn't
0: do the certificate that you have with the brows? They don't offer that mm-hmm. kind of stuff? No. Do they offer those at any kind of place? Any I kind of powder, powder rose? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. No, you have to go to, like, a small business? I think so, yeah. What was that certificate like?
1: Um, it was a, I want to say it was, like, a six-hour class. Um, so it was with someone who had been doing them for, I think, four years at the time. And she did a group training, so it was four of us who um, went in. it was at a studio, and she... Did a model, so we got to watch her do a live model, go through the entire process. Um, she did a couple um, things, like in a manual, that she, like, um, went over with us. And then, I think there was also, she gave us a kit. So, like, the kit had almost everything um, to start mm-hmm. the service. And then, we did some practice afterwards.
0: On a person?
1: No, we had, like, a fake piece of skin. So it was like just a big square Mm -hmm. and it had like brow outlines on it. And so then we just practice um, like outlining the brow and then like shading it in how you would on a real person. So it was a little different just because fake skin doesn't feel much like real skin. Mm -hmm. And then pigment takes differently on real skin than it does on fake skin. And fake skin doesn't have hair Mm -hmm. sometimes people don't have hair on their eyebrows sometimes people do so it is a little bit different shading over hair versus Mm -hmm. um no hair
0: yeah yeah
1: I will say one other service that I did do was the body sculpting Mm
0: -hmm. oh I remember that (laughs) was that also well you brought it up so you have to be able to (laughs) talk about (laughs) it
1: but it's just funny because when you said I remember that it's like a distant memory of, like, the 50 million things I tried. Um, so there was a, actually a serious reason why I didn't do that, mm-hmm. or why I had to stop. So um, I started offering it. I went to a girl who did it in Joliet. She was in a studio, and I'd never heard of it before. And I was like, this is cool. Like, this is interesting. I had a mom bod, so I was like, you know what? Like, let's try it out. So I went for the one service. forgot how much it was, but it wasn't too expensive. So I was like, okay, let me just try it out. So I went and then she gave me all this aftercare um, to do, like basically you just have to drink a lot of water. Um, There's a couple of other things I don't even remember. It was a distant memory. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went home and I started doing research on it because I'm like, what, like, it was one, very interesting to me. And two, I'm like, what, like, I guess certification do you need, like, to mm-hmm. do this service? Because I'm like, I already have my cosmetologist license and if something doesn't necessarily need to be licensed I can put it under my cosmetology license it's mm-hmm. so like lashes for example I have my cosmetology license um so I can do lashes without like having some like lash license mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah because um, that doesn't exist right now I mean it may in the future but right now it doesn't exist so um I did a lot of research. And I found someone who did the course online. So you were able to purchase the course and go through it at your own pace. And then at the end, you had to do the service on someone and send her, like, your before and after results, basically. So I had my friend come over. She was already very skinny. So she didn't (laughs) need it. But she wanted to do it. So I was like, okay, let's go. So um, I did the whole course and everything. And I practiced it on her and I sent in my stuff and then I got my certification for that. So then after I got, sorry, after I got my certification, I went over to um, my Instagram and everything and I posted about um, wanting to take models. So I wanted to get people to come for four sessions so that way I could see the results from four sessions, which is usually what's recommended. is about four sessions.
0: How um,
1: how would that, what is that time frame? Um, about oh. once a week. Okay. So you can do it like every five to seven days. So all those people came once a week for four weeks. Um, we did a before and after picture every single session. So um, I took their very first before picture and I put it with their after picture after each session. Mm -hmm. So they're able to see the side-by-side difference. And I tried to get them to wear the same exact thing because some things hug yourself a little bit differently. Um. So, yeah, so we had, I want to say I had maybe, like, 12 people sign up for it. So I was doing a lot of people.
0: How Um, long does it take each
1: session? About an hour. So the first... So the first 30 minutes, well, the first 20 minutes, I had the person on the LED therapy. Um, It was like a belt kind of. So I basically took like a sweet sweat belt. You know what that is? No. Um, So it's basically like a fat-burning belt that like kind of holds in all the sweat and like makes you sweat more. Mm -hmm. So um, I put that on the person, and then it had these... Um, I think it was five of these, like, little squares that had, like, the LED lights on it Mm -hmm. to, like, penetrate the fat in the stomach. So usually people did their stomach area. You could do any area of the body, but usually people did the stomach. So they would come in. I would put that on for about 20 minutes, and then after um, that, I would do everything manually. So everything by hand. Um, There was three different... Um, like, handheld machines I would use. So the first Mm -hmm. one was, like, it was called a cavitation machine. So you basically rub that on there. It was, like, this zapping feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other two just kind of followed the same thing. It was just different um, feelings. Mm -hmm. Yes. So after those... Were those expensive? Yes. It was an investment, (laughs) for sure. Um, So I think I did, yeah, like, 12 people. So I did it over the course of one month. So after the one month, I started to get a lot of pain in my shoulder. So I'm left-handed. So I had a lot of pain in my left shoulder, and I figured maybe it was from that. So I went to a chiropractor, and they did x-rays on me and basically told me that I had built-up scar tissue um, from the repetitive motion. Mm. So it started to bother me like when I was just cleaning, when I was cooking, when I was... Like, doing any, like, manual, like,
0: Mm -hmm. work. Like, it
1: didn't even have to be doing um, that machine anymore. It was, like, when I was waxing. It was, like, during anything I would do. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, this burning feeling in my shoulder. And I wasn't able to, like, really get rid of it. So I just decided to stop doing that service just because it was taking a toll on me, like, doing everyday things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so that didn't last very long. But um, I did get a lot of really good results with the people that um, went through all four sessions. Some people did more sessions after that. Some people did six, eight, ten even.
0: Um, Is that something you need to keep doing to keep the results?
1: Um, not necessarily. So the main thing that people needed to do afterwards was to drink a lot of water because
0: mm-hmm. it was
1: bringing everything to the lymphatic system so that it could be drained out of the body. So if they... Um, kept up with that and then I guess like eating like somewhat of a healthy diet then it wouldn't necessarily come back unless like they gained more weight Mm -hmm. so it could have been permanent if the person was keeping up with it
0: yeah how long would you say in total that was that you did that like a few months yeah I want to say maybe like three or four months yeah are there any other skills or things that you want to learn and add on were um, you happy? <laughs> pretty happy with where I'm at.
1: Um, I mean, mm-hmm. I could in the future if something new comes out. I feel like there's always something new in the beauty industry. Mm-hmm. But right now, no, I'm pretty content with what I know and what I do.
0: Yeah. What would you say is the best thing that happened in your career, your cosmetology career?
1: Um, As horrible as it is, I would say COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you're
0: canceled, just just know people canceled <laughs> I know. you.
1: I'm so sorry. So, I mean, obviously it was a horrible time for everybody, and a lot of businesses suffered. But that's kind of when I started my business was right before COVID. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously when everything shut down, my business I shut down. And um, once some things started to open back up again, um, that's when I decided, like with a lot of. Um, precaution I started to take clients again Um, I made sure that I had them wear masks I made sure that they use hand sanitizer before and after their appointment Um, we did contactless uh, payments so we tried to keep everything as minimal like touching and exposure as possible Mm -hmm. Um, so once I opened back up most of the like big chain places weren't open yet so like European Wax Center Um, another one was Waxing the City, um, a lot of, like, the nail shops weren't even open, so, like, people needed their eyebrows done, so Mm -hmm. there was, like, a big, um, I guess, demand for people to come just to get their eyebrows done, so, Mm -hmm. like, it's been months and I haven't got my eyebrows done, Um, I know a lot of people who were, like, wanting to get their hair done. They were, like, desperate to get their hair done. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of a time where my business started to grow because people were thinking more about small businesses than supporting, like, the big chains. Yeah. So when people would come in, I would ask them, like, where did you used to go? And a lot of them were coming from those big chains. So Mm -hmm. um, in a way, it did help me as much as it probably affected a lot of people negatively. Yeah. Um, benefited from it, so Mm -hmm. um, it did kind of help once um, my business got more busy, a lot of those people were telling their friends, like, come to this person instead of going to the big chain, so,
0: yeah. With running your own business, did you, do you have an LLC? Yes. So how did you, I guess, just explain the aspects of, like, the business part of it, like the managing and seeing, going,
1: COing. Yeah, of okay. it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, once I got my LLC, I think I was...
0: Is it just Beauty by Lexi? Beauty Therapy. Beauty Therapy. LLC. Okay. So
1: that's what my LLC is. Um, because at the time, I wanted it to be somewhat general in case I wanted to open a storefront. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I, I kind of was thinking about was when I opened a storefront I just wanted it to be called like beauty therapy Mm -hmm. and then um, if somebody let's say was just starting their nail business they could be like beauty therapy by then their name Mm -hmm. you know. so then it was like all those people were working under beauty therapy LLC but they had their own name to it and then they could do whatever services they wanted to do Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah I got that in August of 2020 I want to say Um, so it was a little bit before my one year of being a business and a lot of the things I wasn't able to write off because I didn't get the LLC until afterwards. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you have to do, be your own accountant. So you have to make sure that you're, um, budgeting correctly. You have to make sure that you're, um, purchasing the products that you need. Um, you have to make sure that you're, you have to actually not really a lot of people don't but you have to look at your business credit which I didn't know how to for a while until um I did some research did you
0: open a bank account for it
1: yeah so I did have a regular bank account like a checking account for it um and then eventually I applied for a business credit card um and that took I want to say I got the business credit card like maybe two years in um so for a while I wasn't um I guess, benefiting from making payments um, through my business. So, mm-hmm. um, things that I would write off, I would put it on my business credit card, and then I could get cash back just for using that. So, yeah. on top of being able to write it off, I was also getting cash back for that.
0: Um, what else? You have, like, social media. Yes. That doesn't, like, cost. how do you advertise? Is it just, like, through, do you pay for s- social media, like, boosts um, and stuff
1: like that? I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people who benefit from it, but I don't, mm-hmm. um, it's mainly just, like, word of mouth, um, I do, like, giveaways every once in a while on social media with, like, other people, so, um, when I want to just do a waxing giveaway, I'll offer it with, like, a lash tag or a nail tag, and then that way their, uh, followers are seeing my work, and then my followers are seeing their work, mm-hmm. and then, um, we'll get more followers that way, um, people are more likely to book, and then, um, I also do, like, business cards. So I would um, either order business cards or make business cards and um, give them out to clients that were coming in. I would give them out to, like, friends and family. Um, There were certain businesses, like, small businesses, that would let uh, me put my business cards in their, Mm -hmm. uh, like, front desk or wherever. So there was a couple different ways I was doing it. Um, It definitely takes time to build clientele and... It's a lot easier said than done, like, when it comes to telling someone, like, hey, like, tell your friends about me, because they're going to say, yeah, okay, and then they're going to forget about it as soon as they leave, you know? So, it does take time. Um, I think that's pretty much it for, like, I guess being a CEO. You're really just, like
0: doing at all yeah do you want to say your social media so people can sure um
1: it's just beauty therapy x lexi so there's no spaces no underlines no periods yeah it's just they'll be tagged below yes
0: yeah they'll be tagged you'll be able to find her yes cool what is one thing that you regret or not regret but what's like something you wish wouldn't have happened whether it was, like, maybe, like, um, a project you tried starting <laughs> that didn't work out or just starting something late. I don't know. We can skip that one if you want. My next one will be what advice do you have for people who want to get into the cosmetology industry?
1: Um... I wouldn't say it's just for cosmetology. I think just in general, if you're going to try to start your own business, you want to do something different. You want to be different because, in my opinion, I think you stand out more if you're not just saying, oh, I do lashes, just like the 90 other lash techs when you search up lash tech in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to do something different, whether it's um, your aftercare, like bags and say... You offer, um, like, a little fan and, like, lash shampoo and stuff in your after bags because sometimes people make you pay for that. Um, I would say just try to do something different and um, just promote yourself a little bit differently than everyone else does. Um, I've seen a lot of really good ideas on, like, TikTok and stuff um, of how people, like, approach other people about, like, their new products that they're trying to sell or... Um, trying to give away a lot of things just for free, just so that they can get their name out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, that's the biggest thing is, I guess, like, invest. There's a lot of investing that goes into, um, like, owning your own beauty business or just any business in general. You just – you're going to lose a lot before you make a lot. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important that people don't understand. They think that, oh, I just – post this, and I'll be famous, and that's it, you know, like, there's a lot of going that's, into That it. is
0: what I was hoping with this podcast, <laughs> but people have not found it yet, Yeah, so. <laughs> it takes
1: time, you gotta be different, I mean, you're doing great so far, I think
0: you're,
1: you're already, like, I've never seen a podcast where someone's interviewing people about their jobs, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think the most popular ones are, like, either, um, like, the murderer ones, like, mm-hmm. where people talk about that stuff, or, like, the, um, I've seen the ones where people talk about like like certain games yeah you know like video games and
0: stuff yeah
1: um, so I think this one's definitely different because I know I don't know a lot about a lot of industries yeah you know, and it's it's nice to like hear it, um, it from someone who does it every day or mm-hmm. um, someone who's like super passionate about
0: it so yeah. yeah. I've, I love this. Like, even if it doesn't take miss. off. Yeah. <laughs> it's one teaching me I can't speak. I cannot read. Every time I do trivia, yeah. it's so embarrassing. Trivia. Yes, there's trivia. Oh, we're going to do trivia at the end? Yeah, we got trivia at the oh, end. What? But I've learned a lot about myself with this podcast. And it's not all good. Oh, but yeah. we're here. I really enjoy doing it. So I'm going to stick sure. with it, even if it doesn't take off. Sometimes you just got to
1: entertain yourself.
0: Stimulate
1: yourself, stimulate the people around
0: you. Yeah. Um, Last question before we get into this trivia. What things would you recommend people pay attention to when looking into cosmetology schools? Like, are there certain things that are red flags about certain schools or? Um,
1: I would just say talk to people who've been to that school. So I wouldn't just walk into a place and be like, oh, this one looks nice, these people seem nice, let's do it. Um, I would talk to someone who has been there and has been through their program, because I know when I started, I thought of it that way. I only, like, did a tour at one school that was, like, really close to my house, and I was like, okay, we're starting, Mm -hmm. and I didn't really talk to anybody who had been there before, and... Not gonna lie, it was kind of a shit show once I actually started, <laughs> I was like, okay. Like, there was, like, mm-hmm. I could go on and on about the stories, but there was, someone left every single position while I was there.
0: Oh.
1: Like, every single, like, high-up teachers, like, any position was replaced at mm-hmm. least once um, while I was there. So it definitely... yeah. Wasn't as perfect as I thought it was when I had toured the place because they do make it look so great And they make it seem like everybody loves what they're doing. They love hair and everything, but Mm -hmm. um, There's a lot of drama also with working with all women. Yeah, which is mostly this industry So just be aware of that be aware that um, It's not always going to be a great day Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're gonna go through a lot especially with clients people have entitlement Mm -hmm. Yeah
0: yeah. Cool. Any last cool. words you want to say before we get into trivia? Uh,
1: no.
0: Okay. So I have trivia pulled up about cosmetology.
1: Okay. We will do. Did you make it?
0: No. Okay. I didn't. No, I looked them up. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, it will be ten questions and we'll just see what your score is out of ten. Okay. Name the three stages of hair growth.
1: <laughs> I mean, I know that there's like the first stage is like the antigen stage.
0: Yeah. What are the other two? Antigen.
1: No. <laughs> I just know the antigen stage.
0: No, but they all have the. A gin. Yeah.
1: The antigen. So if
0: you just keep guessing random letters, you
1: <laughs> eventually get it. The antigen, the... I just know the antigen is...
0: Okay, that would be another half point. Okay.
1: What
0: are so now you're at a full point. I think you're at three? Three out of five? I
1: think
0: so. Okay.
1: I thought we were doing ten.
0: We are. <laughs> we're at three out of five right uh, now. yeah, three out of five. At what angle... we
1: didn't answer. One of the other two?
0: Oh, catagen and telogen.
1: Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sound familiar now?
0: The skin may become irritated during waxing. Mm -hmm. If irritated, which symptoms may be present? List some of the possible causes. How many? So there's four listed. So just name two. Redness, swelling, um,
1: irritation. I mean, none of those are on
0: this list. Yeah. None of those? Blistering, which is bumps. It says blistering, bruising, excessive bleeding, and hyperpigmentation. Hold on a second. Read the question again. Yeah. The skin may become irritated during waxing. If irritated, which symptoms may be present? None of those are normal,
1: I'm going to say.
0: Blistering
1: should not happen during wax. That means your wax is way too hot. Bruising, that's a bad sign that that person doesn't know what they're doing if you're bruising during wax.
0: (laughs) What is the other two? Excessive bleeding. Um, yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, okay, so sometimes people bleed because there's, um... It's called pinpoint bleeding. So if the hair is pulled from the root, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, your body's natural reaction is to bleed. Mm-hmm. But it's called pinpoint bleeding because it's very small. It comes out of just that one little pore and <laughs> only lasts a couple <laughs> seconds. Like, it doesn't bleed excessively. It's not like a pool of blood when you're done.
0: I'm going to give it to you because your, your answers make sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you should not be excessively bleeding. Okay. What was the other one, the last one? Hyperpigmentation. Um, so that happens over time. Um, hyperpigmentation. So, like, darkening of the skin. Yeah. That happens over time. Okay. This was a joke. (laughs) Those
0: questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got them off of Cram.com. Cram? Yeah. Cram. Because Quizlet was not available. So, Cram.com. Waxing quiz. That's what we looked at. Um... 8 out of 10 Okay B B That's good Some people get none right mm. But See You did good
1: I, I just know my I just know how to do it
0: Yeah Which is the important part of it. Right Yeah Well that's all I have
1: Okay You don't have any
0: last words? Mm. No Thank you for coming on. Of course. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I am excited for this episode. Yes, me too. I want everybody to hear about the cosmetology life, because I feel like it's
1: becoming big.
0: It definitely is. Yeah. And I'm hoping that, I mean, I don't have a big audience right now, but I'm hoping that this reaches, like, new people, and they'll actually, like, find it helpful and take what you're saying into consideration.
1: Yes. I do think a lot of people have an interest in The beauty industry, even if they don't want to be in it, they still, like, want to know, like, the -the Mm behind-the-scenes
0: of
1: the beauty industry.
0: Yeah, and now you gave that to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so thank you. I do have um, one thing that I could add, but it's not really, like, it's kind of random. Go ahead. Just be very patient with new clients and answer questions. You're going to answer the same question 100 times. People are going to ask you the questions that are literally on your website or your page or whatever. You just got to be patient. Customer service is important. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Good advice. Yeah. You
0: can deal with it a, <laughs> a lot. So you need to have patience. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, thank you. Of course. Thank you for listening to this episode of Young or Dumb. I hope you enjoyed the subject and learned something new. Make sure to follow my podcast for more interesting conversations. And remember, be happy and be chill.